<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is The Great America Show. Corporate media is blasting headlines today, like this one from the New York Times. Senators reach bipartisan deal on gun safety. Gun safety, mind you, not uh, gun control. But be heartened, the Times is trying to say the GOP and Marxist Dems have a deal. They actually don't. They don't have a bill either. They don't have language or context, and most of their article in the New York Times is fake news. It's mostly a devious effort by both the New York Times, of course, and the Marxist Dems and liberal Republicans in the Senate to make it all sound like a deal has been done and that we're about to roll back the Second Amendment. It is all about gun control. It's also not as near as they would like us to think. Not even Republicans are dumb enough to crush a huge part of their base by signing on to gun control legislation of any kind, period, with five months to go till Election Day. Another big and consequential headline of note on parental rights today on Fox News. Mom slap lawsuit on school for teaching transgender lessons to kids. Three Pennsylvania moms suing the Mount Lebanon School District, trying to stop the school and first grade teacher Megan Williams from giving gender-related instruction to their kids. In addition to the order to stop such teachings, the moms are seeking compensating and punitive financial damages from the school. Good for those moms, and thanks for standing up for your children, moms. Standing up against the woke mob that's taken over too many of our public schools, and thanks for protecting your parental rights. It's great to have parents involved in our public schools who are fighters for the American way. Our guest today is a fighter, a warrior, former Trump campaign CEO and chief strategist for President Trump, and now the host of Steve Bannon's War Room, a great American. And now the great Steve Bannon. Steve, great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. I'm on The Great America Show with The Great American, Lou Dobbs. How are you doing, sir? Thanks for having me. Uh, outstanding. And it's, uh, it's good of you to be here. Let's start with, uh, I've got to confess this right up front. I haven't watched a stitch of this hearing, uh, these January 6 hearings, uh, because I know who they are. I know what they are about. Uh, and, and it just, it sickens me to think that they even exist. Uh, your thoughts on the January 6 committee that you're suing and, uh, God bless you for doing so. Well, I, I did watch it last night. I, I wanted to watch it and just see what they came up with. And look, it's let's say this. It's Friday afternoon, uh, Lou, and uh, the, the overnights, as you know, come out at 930 every morning, Eastern Daylight Time. People price the marginals, <laughs> free uh, commercial spaces there. It's fr late Friday afternoon, Lou, and we still don't have the overnight. So I I'm wonder just saying, why. I wonder why, <laughs> Steve. I have no idea. But I, hey. 
you know, maybe they have good numbers. I don't know. I, I doubt it. And if they started good, I don't think they, I think after the first 15 or 20 minutes, most people moved on because it was a little slow, as we say, a little incoherent, but look, here's what I, I want them to do this every day. I want them to do it in prime time every day. I want them to just, I want them to go on all summer. I want it literally should be on prime time tonight. It should be on prime time Monday for the entire summer. I want the American people to really embrace what the Democrats are focused on. And I, I can't get enough of it. I think, we ought to push it out and make sure everybody sees it. I know because I think, look, we had another historic 40-year high in inflation a day. The country's melting down. It's, uh, you know, you've got, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a roaring dumpster fire of an economy. Uh, Biden is not doing anything. He wanders out to Long Beach to the port of L.A. today and gives some meandering, you know, incoherent speech about, uh, you know, this and supply chains. It's all discombobulated. So, the administration is feckless and hapless when it comes to the key things, protecting the southern border, you know, getting the economy going, everything that Trump had rolling. And, and this is what they're spending time on. I think the American people seriously ought to, ought to make sure they tune in and watch it all and see where the Democrats are spending your hard-earned money and where they're spending, where's their focus and where's the Biden administration focus. Because I got to tell you, polling came out today that showed that I think we're going to have a 50 or 60 seat pickup at minimum. Control the House, control the Senate, and then uh, a new sheriff in town starting on January 1st, 2023. And you, you and I know perfectly well that the reason for the January 6th committee was for pure political uh, weaponization and to turn the tide uh, back for the Biden administration as if that would be a, a mortal power uh, that would be within the reach of these Dems. The reality is this president is an a completely inept, impaired, ineffective uh, personage who most of the American people in poll after poll say is unfit for the job. Yet, and this is the great riddle to me, even the corporatist media can't come to terms with that reality. They treat him as if he were a normal functioning human being uh, playing president. Uh, playing president, he certainly is, but being president, he's not. I think it's going to go on, and here's why. They have liability. Remember, this whole thing just didn't come about. If you go back and look at Mark Elias and the Transition Integrity Project, if you look at the cover story in Time magazine, right. the media, the tech oligarchs, I mean, the tech oligarchs shut Trump down. The media was complicit in it. They can't take liability. They're going to, they're going to play this out until the bitter end, uh, and, uh, and it's going to take investigations. There'll, there'll be a real January 6th commission. I had on the show this morning – uh, Rodney Davis uh, from Illinois 13. He's the uh, he's the ranking member of the uh, Admin House Administration Committee. Mm -hmm. And he said last night, he tweeted out in the middle of it, he says, hey, come January 1st when I'm chairman. He says that when I'm chairman, I'm starting a real investigation of Nancy Pelosi and what went on. He's, and he said on the show today, on January 5th, he was given an intelligence briefing that in no way matches. He was given the official intelligence briefing as the ranking member with his counsel and with, and with the lead Democrat. And he said it had no basis in reality for what he's seen in intelligence since then. He says there's got to be a thorough investigation of this whole thing. And, uh, you know, the federal involvement in it, why, why intelligence, why nobody was there. I mean, Officer Edwards said last night she was overwhelmed. She asked her sergeant in the chain of command, up in the chain of command, we need more, we need more officers here. Why, 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 why did that not happen? Why is it not planned for? This, there's got to be a huge investigation. But it's got to be done right. And the Republicans will do it right in that they will have a ranking member. They will ranking member will have a will have a lawyer. 
you'll be able to go through documents and it's an adversary process as it's supposed to be. That's America. But that, you'll get to the bottom of this. And I believe you're going to see uh, criminal charges actually filed when a real investigation or, or criminal charges referred to to a, a cleaned up Justice Department because the Justice Department, and the FBI are definitely getting cleaned up after January 1st next year. This lawlessness uh, from the American Gestapo, which is the FBI in the lawlessness and Merrick Garland's out of control Justice Department is all going to be cleaned up starting January 1st. And so I, I, I really purport, and I, I, that's why I want more people to watch this, this hapless uh, thing going on like, like last night. I mean, they had a TV producer kind of do some stuff. They had some video, they had some, you know, in, unconnected uh, witnesses, you know, Benny Thompson had to yammer on for 20 or 30 minutes. Liz, Dick Cheney in a wig, you know, Liz Cheney had to give her, you know, her spiel, so it was all there for the American people to see. And I think American people ought to think about what's important in their lives today, what's important in their community's lives, what's important in, uh, in, in their country's life, and compare that to the corporate media, the big tech oligarchs, and the Democratic Party. But no, the tech oligarchs and the media are complicit in this. They're guilty of what happened here in this steal. Uh, there's no way they can cut and run for this guy. They, they own Joe Biden. And we're going to make sure they pay – uh, they pay the uh, they're held accountable for their ownership of this disaster. They forced it on the country. Remember, Lou, elections have consequences. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. And America is living through the catastrophic consequences of, uh, of Joe Biden. And not a single, single mainstream journalist, so-called, at least, is dealing with what what happened. Uh, they don't acknowledge the truth. They finally had to acknowledge the truth of the Hunter Biden laptop. They finally, the Washington Post and New York Times, uh, acknowledged the reality of the content and its implications. And the implications go, f- and with the book uh, published, <laughs> written by and published uh, for the good former Attorney General, Bill Barr, he acknowledges he changed history because he wouldn't intervene in the election, even after the second final debate in which he acknowledged he knew Joe Biden was lying about Russian information. He was lying about the Hunter Biden laptop. He was lying about its contents. And that means that Bill Barr intervened in behalf of Joe Biden and turned the election right in that moment. We know that for a fact. There's two important things here, two important things. Number one, I want the audience to remember that Chris Ray and Bill Barr had the laptop from hell was in their possession in December of 2019. They intervened in the Democratic primary. If there had been any discussion at all, and there had to be, they should have been immediately given the horrible material, not just compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. I'm talking about the pornography and the issues around child endangerment. Okay, that Rudy Giuliani went to Delaware when he, he got it a year later. Uh, Bill Barr and Chris Ray intervened in the uh, Democratic primary to the uh, to the detriment of the two populists of Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. One of those two, I think, would have been the nominee if they had sure. intervened. What they should what they should done. So that that's a year before, almost a year before, I got involved with Rudy and Bob Costello, and we went to the New York Post. We also went to a, a couple other places that couldn't get it confirmed in time. The New York Post could. Uh, so that's that's the uh, that's the first thing. The other thing is Bill Barr lied. Bill Barr told the president to his face that he had done a study that the, he based his thing about there was no election. He told we've done a, we've done a study. We've done an analysis. We've done analysis in DOJ. 
and there was no voter fraud. He told Trump that in the Oval Office to his face. There's nowhere in this book, you go by his book, there's no, there's no mention of him doing a study or reporting anything. There's no mention of any meetings. There's no mention. And that's what we're going to investigate. Bill Barr is going to get investigated in this whole thing. Too. The, the big steal, your audience should understand, the big steal is going to be one of the top priorities of the House coming in to get to the bottom of it, okay? To get to the bottom of the machines, to get to the bottom of the mainland ballots, to get to the bottom of Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. all of it is all going to be investigated. It's a huge priority. We're going to get to the bottom of it. And all the liars are going to be, are going to be out. And Bill Barr is one of the biggest liars. Well, I want to see right now, Bill Barr, does he have a copy? Can he refer us to a copy? Can he tell us uh, what the cover note said? Can he tell us anything about a study or report or analysis that he told the president? He just didn't go in way. He says, no, we, I've, we've looked. There's a, we've done an analysis. We've, we've done a study. There was no voter fraud whatsoever in the 2020 election. That's what he told Trump, right? Not based on what is it based upon? He lied. He just made that up. And Trump, they're making it like Trump. Oh, that's a criminal attempt because so, no, Trump disagreed with him, disagreed with him to his face, says you're wrong. I've seen these other reports, these other analysis. And those analysis are right. And we're not going to back off this. So they think that we're going to back off this because of what they're doing. They're just incorrect. We have built an army of the awakened at every level, at a school board level, at canvassing board levels, at election board levels, eventually at medical board levels, in in uh, we're going to replace the source back district attorneys. We're going to re- put our people in the secretaries of state. Jeez. We're going to run these elections sh- as they should be done. And we don't care what the left thinks about it. We don't care what the mainstream media does. And particularly, we do not care what the Department of Justice and the Democratic Party compare. But we could care less, could care less. And we dare them. I dare DOJ to try to come in and stop Americans in their rightful, uh, their rightful, their rights as citizens to participate in this democracy. I dare them. Darum, let's see it. Come on, bring it, bring it. Yeah, guess what? Just in uh, on Mediate, ex-Fox News editor Chris Starwald, who blames the network for fueling the Capitol riot, blames the network, will testify at the hearings. I mean, that's going to be quite something. You, you've dealt with You've dealt with Starwall a lot longer than I have, but <laughs> I will just, I'll leave. Uh, Lou, that's one for you. Tell us about Chris Starwald. I mean, a guy that failed around Fox forever and they kept him around, but I mean, it's, it's, it's another marginalia. I mean, who cares what Chris Starwald thinks, but that's their big guess. They've been yeah. humping this all day. Some big executive, some big editor, some big, uh, some big shot over at Fox and you're bringing me Chris Starwald. I mean, it's the pitch. This is about Lou. This is why on Friday afternoon we don't we don't have the overnights yet. They come out at nine thirty in the morning Eastern time because they picked. Remember, Jamie, little Jamie Raskin ran around. And what was his quote last week? We are going to blow the lid off the oh, Capitol. Yeah. That's what he kept saying. And you know, this is they pitched. Hey, the broadcast networks did not willingly want to go do this. Okay, they did not willingly go do this. They've seen the ratings and. CNN and MSNBC, while they've humped this for a year and their ratings have cratered. So they're not, they don't think that's quite right for a broadcast audience. So they, you know, they took, they, they were forced into it and now, and they were, they were promised the world. They were promised, oh my God, you got an insurrection. You got a coup, you got Trump, you got all these bad guys. It's going to be mesmerizing. I don't know, Lou, I kind of noticed, I thought I noticed some flop sweat last night when I was, I was watching this. So, and all I'm saying is Friday afternoon and we don't have the numbers. (laughs) I stand by 
you know, the Chris it, Starwalt. That's a, that's the classic. That that's a capper, isn't it? Uh, this that's is a, uh, this is one of the guys who got all uh, fevered up and went and called uh, uh, the uh, the election for uh, for Biden in Arizona. Uh, he, I, he's uh, I, you know I'm not going to characterize him or even describe him or tell you what I think of it. But no, let, let me ask you one thing. No, yeah. just, just for your audience. I mean, he in in the in the pantheon of Fox. And even behind the scenes, guys, of, of people that were in the know and did the work and serious people you, you turn to, you, you would not put Chris Starwalt among the, the go-to guys in the Fox News uh, infrastructure or system. Is that correct, Lou? I, I'll put it this way. I didn't bring him on my show uh, because for obviously uh, uh, broadcast reasons. I'll put it that way. I didn't find him consequential in his thinking and, yes. uh, and, and unhelpful to the audience. So he, he, to see this, this boil up in the, in the January 6th minute, just sort of keeps the picture complete. Uh, it, it's, it, it's madness. It's absurdity. It is farce. And, uh, and at the same time, ineptitude, uh, produced large rather than writ, uh, because, uh, what's his name? Goldson, uh, from uh, ABC, uh, is trying to save this, this stinker and it just ain't going to happen. Uh, I want to give, I want to give the audience some inside baseball as only Lou Dobbs can give it. I don't remember Lou and maybe you can help me out here. I don't remember Nightline actually being known for scintillating packages of news. It was Ted Koppel basically talking. No, when they said, oh, they hired the guy that was at, at Nightline, I was going, I don't ever remember Nightline even doing any, even an interesting package, much less something where people go, I got to watch Nightline tonight because I got to see the open with the package. I mean, you've been, you're one of the veterans in this industry. Nightline was built on Ted Koppel and the hostage crisis became a staple before we really went to cable. Right. It was great yep. for its time, but, but it was never known. They say, Oh, we're hiring a guy from Nightline. I go, Oh my God. And by the way, that's why I was so boring last night. It was very paint by numbers. It was very legalistic. It was virtually incoherent. I mean, even if they had a story and want to get to a broadcast audience, you know, 10, 20, 30 million Americans, you had to have somebody that really had that skill set. And, and clearly last night, I could just tell professional, let me leave the, what I think of the details and the content aside, just the way it was structured for trying to get an audience in uh, Lou was, uh, was pretty, pretty, pretty pathetic. And I'm sure the broadcast guys are very upset. I, I believe the broadcast guys sitting there going, we were lied to, you know, Raft well, and these guys told us had all these revelations, all this amazing footage, <laughs> all these amazing witnesses. And, you know, we got Benny Thompson and Dick Cheney in a wig, uh, and, uh, you know, lecturing us, <laughs> lecturing us for the first 45 minutes. And we don't think a lot of viewers stuck around past the first five, any that even dialed in. Yeah. Any that did dial in were probably mad Marxists themselves. Uh, and they were dispirited, I'm sure. Uh, and we should remind everybody this ABC fella is basically best known for covering up the Jeffrey Epstein uh, case while yep. he was uh, yep. exercising great editorial judgment at ABC. By the way, I've got to give I, I got to give him credit to the January 6th committee for one thing. When you're going to produce a lie, 
a great place to go is CBS, ABC, and NBC News. <laughs> uh, but even then, they, you know, there are higher skill sets at both NBC and CBS uh, than the, the oh, gentleman definitely. they selected. So, uh, but the, the instinct no was right. Uh, but you know, no. certain lies you, you it can't produce right. your way to any kind of appeal, no. uh, despite no, the immense success of sixty minutes. But. They should have gone right. They should have gone right to the sixty minutes guys. Those guys could spin anything. So that's the type of professionalism they need. But as Lou, as you know, being in the business what forty or fifty years, you have to get a, a you have to get uh, an audience's attention. The best way to get them attention is giving meaningful information that they can feel is something that they can use in their lives. And that's why I think this thing last night was an overreach. Yeah. And I, I look, I, I the, the the online. I know because I monitored the online traffic. The online traffic was de minimis. I mean, there wasn't, there, nothing went viral. There was very, even the blue check guys weren't particularly enthusiastic about it. People under 40, uh, it was almost no it, content, no interaction at all. So it was not viral, had no virality to it. Um, the videos really didn't play. So it's, it's, it, that's why I had no buzz. I said yesterday beforehand, you know how things are when people anticipate, particularly in New York and DC. New York and DC are two, what I call front runner towns. You know when something's hot. You know when somebody's hot. And it just had no buildup to it. It wasn't hot. Last night didn't deliver. You haven't really heard any. Uh, they've been yammering on about, you know, the broad, uh, the uh, cable guys, MSNBC and CNN. But there's been no, n- nothing put forward to how big the audience was and what the response to the audience. So I think that they understand they got a bomb here. And, uh, you know, I said, but um, to my point, I would like more people to see it because I want more independents and young people to know where the Democrats are spending their time. I I think it's it's a terrific idea. I think, uh, I I mean, let's be honest, this thing made C-SPAN look electric and exciting uh, (laughs) and compelling. And it's devastating. You've got to have some semblance of truth if you're going to pretend as the, and, and try to uh, c- carry out a f- fraud on the air, you've got to have some element of truth. There is none. The video wasn't available. The, the moments weren't available. The, we know that there are you know, some 800 uh, Americans who've been imprisoned by these uh, ideological mad Marxists. Uh, who are driving uh, their way into the... Listen, this is where I think the investigation has to go. We have to go back to the beginning. We have to see about the intel, what people knew, where where it was in the chain of command, why there was nothing but... uh, You know, I'm very familiar with Capitol Hill having have a house up here. I know the Capitol Hill police very well. We know what they're trained for and what they're not trained for. That day, there was a handful of... There was a handful of Capitol Hill police and a few bike racks. That's obvious. And people, yeah. we have to get, we have to go through the whole chain of custody of where the intelligence, look, to have a guy like Rodney Davis, who's not a fire breather. I mean, this is a steady Eddie guy from Illinois. He comes on and said, last night he's tweeting out. He says, Hey, I'm, I am chairing a committee on January 3rd, the day after we're sworn in. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. He says, I was lied to on the house as the ranking member with my counsel. He says something stinks to high heaven here. Uh, I've, I've got to, I've just got to get your reaction to one tweet last night from Hillary Clinton. She tweeted this. Are, are you ready, Steve? It's pretty hey, simple. Hold on, hold on. Hang on, Lou. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Don't pick on my girl. 
Okay, I, my I girl, don't pick on my don't don't pick on my girl. I got a I, very fond place in my heart for her. Okay, I'm so sure don't pick, don't do. pick, don't be cruel, don't be cruel. Okay, give it to me. Give it. Here to she me. goes. It's pretty simple. We have a right to choose our own leaders. We can't let anyone take that right away from us. The people involved in the criminal conspiracy to overturn the will of America's voters which culminated in the attempted coup of January 6th, must be held accountable. That from the author of three years of FBI investigations of President Trump, a special counsel investigation for almost two years of President Trump, two impeachments of President Trump, and the continued persecution that has now entered its seventh year from the Democratic Party at large. Can it get any more sickening than this woman See, Lou, and her deceit? I, Lou, Lou, I can't believe I told you. Didn't we have a deal? You weren't going to pick on my girl? You yes, we did. And no. I, I, here's, here's, here's the reality. She's all in in 2024. She's, she's up in the oh bullpen. Right That's Oh, yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Everybody knows her. She's, she, she, it's, she, she's seething right now because she thinks Biden, Biden, Biden having stolen this has now blown the whole thing. She and and she kicking herself in the butt for not for not uh, for not running in 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 2020. Here's the reality: she's looking around and says, "Look, the only real competitor out there is Gavin Newsom, right? Gavin Newsom's going to win big in in November. He's going to be sitting on 200 million dollars in cash. It's going to be the tech oligarchs, Hollywood. The, it's going to be California versus America, uh, MAGA versus uh, woke versus MAGA, and Newsom versus Trump, unless Hillary intercedes." Biden and Kamala Harris are irrelevant in this drama. So she right now is strategically trying to go like last night and put that kind of nonsense out because here's why. This entire process has an audience of one. The audience for, of one is Merrick Garland. The Democrats understand we're going to have a sweeping, crushing victory here in November, and I think destroy the Democratic Party as a national political institution. But if you look at the calendar, if you look at the cycle for the Senate in 24, it's even better. I mean, we could literally take the Senate and have 60 seats by 24 and Trump back in the White House. They have, the only way they're going to stop us is to try to indict Donald Trump. Now, it's absurd on the face of it, right? If you had any information, the DOJ would need a public hearing on broadcast TV <laughs> by these people. But that's what they got. And Hillary, I'm telling you, Hillary's out with the sweatpants. She's working out every day. She's going to start getting a little tan. She's she's like Nixon. She's like like Nixon. You are don't painting, go away, okay? You are painting some very very <laughs> tough pictures for us here. <laughs> I want to I want to ask what you. Is, what, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, what is better? What, what is better than having Hillary Clinton back involved in this thing? Oh, she's I, like I, she's like Nixon. They won't. They do not. They won't go away. Just like Nixon, it won't go away. It's well, relentless. The it, ambition. Well, she has been, I suppose, at the margin entertaining, but uh, also sort of evil and venomous. Uh, <laughs> it, so I, I think the balance on balance, I just do not have her anywhere near public uh, public life. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you, you've sued the January 6th committee, and I've got to say good for you. Uh, you have refused their subpoena where. Where does that suit stand? Where do you stand? Well, I think, with I think, January I think well, actually, 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 I did better than so I, I actually have subpoenaed them. I coming subpoenaed in, them. in my, my, uh, Peter, by the way, Peter Navarro sued him. 
Fear Navarre sued him. I kind of wish I thought of that. No, we're, we're, we'll be in court next week. Uh, the judge will make decisions on certain things, and we'll see where we go. It's a process. You know, we're fully engaged in the process. It just that, hey, if, uh, you know, they're, they're accusing me of all this stuff, if they do it, I got to be able to mount a defense. That's the American way. I think I need a couple of three witnesses. So we we subpoenaed some people and we'll see the judge will make decisions starting next week and we'll see how this thing all plays out. So it's, you know, stay tuned. I, I, I go out of my way on the show not to talk about it because to me, that's noise. I, I focus on the, the most important issues we've got. Uh, I think we've done a pretty good job and we've helped drive Biden's uh, approvals down into to the, you know, it's 22 per the Quinnipiac today has him at 22% approval among young adults has him at 28% approval among Hispanics, has him 33% approval among all Americans, and I think among independent voters is like 26%. So Joe Biden's presidency is essentially over, as we said it would be, and it's time now to start thinking about how we're going to destroy the Democratic Party as a national political institution this fall. And then really, as you know, Lou, the hardest part then comes in January, getting these rhinos and establishment types to really get on point, you know, train them up on MAGA and let's get on with uh, starting to shut down the Biden administration and starting to take apart the administrative state. See, there's a difference between Steve Bannon and Lou Dobbs. Steve Bannon wants to convert them. I want to purge them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, you've been great uh, as always. Thanks so much for being with us, brother. Lou. Lou, Lou, I love doing this show. I love your audience, and I, and obviously, I love you. I'm very fond of of everything you 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 as a person and everything you've done for the country. And uh, I got to tell you, if we listen if we listen to uh, to Lou Dobbs and Donald Trump, we would not be in the financial situation we're in today, the economic situation. So we got a lot of you got to stay healthy, sir. We got a lot of work ahead of us. A lot of work. A lot of work ahead of us. Well, same back to you, and thanks for everything you're you've done and are doing for the country. We've got important battles to win this year and, well, I'm sure in perpetuity. Uh, but uh, like you, I enjoy a good fight, and especially when the fight is worth having, this one is one we must win. Thanks so much, Steve Bannon. Thanks, Lou. Thanks for being with us today. And tomorrow, our guest is Adam Laxall. He's the Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate from the great state of Nevada former Nevada State Attorney General and President Trump's re-election campaign co-chairman in Nevada with some stories to tell. So be with us tomorrow right here on The Great America Show. Till then, God bless you and God bless America.